Welcome to the Sandbox. Welcome to the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. So uh, last week was Thanksgiving. Uh, did, you do anything, did you do anything fun? So we chose to do just the most awesome thing in the world and went to Spokane, Washington, which is great. But we got on an airplane on Wednesday night, right before Thanksgiving, the busiest no. travel day of the year. Let's just say that security... It's ridiculous at a time like that. But they let you through, so that's that's good. <laughs> there was just one last check that <laughs> <laughs> that took the edge off. But anyways, uh, yeah, it was it was a it was a good Thanksgiving. Got together with family, and uh, it was a quick trip, but it was it was a good, good. one. What about you? Uh, we stayed here in town, and uh, you know, hung out at home, and went to a movie, and that was about it. Yeah. It was really nice, strangely. That's great. Hey, so before we get to the topic of the day, uh, what do we got coming up here? Yeah, I'm really excited about some of the things we've got coming up. Um, specifically, middle of December, we're looking at releasing an episode with uh, our new friend, Vince Anderson, who we got to meet on our road trip this summer. He was amazing. The Reverend Vince Anderson and his love choir. Yeah. So this guy, he's had this standing gig for a number of years at the Union Pool in New York City, uh, and he plays what he calls dirty gospel music. And not only is his music amazing, but he's just such an interesting guy. It was really fun to talk to, and I can't wait for you to hear that episode. Yeah, he's a deep well, and he has a lot to, a lot to say, a lot to teach us, and uh, both in what he says and, and, and through his music, too, which we'll be able to share a little bit uh, when, when that episode is released. Yeah, yeah, so look forward to that coming up in a little while. Uh, but for today, I was thinking maybe we should talk a little bit about thankfulness, since we did just you know have Thanksgiving last week. Absolutely. Absolutely. We should jump into thankfulness and just kind of explore that a little bit. We talked about it a little bit last episode with with Regina, but let's get into this as a topic. So before we go any further, welcome to episode 55, Thankfulness in a Box of Rocks. Today is Thanksgiving. It's all about giving thanks. So I thought, what a better day to write out my weekly thank you notes. If I could do it right now. Do you guys mind if I just put a pen here? I got no cards here. I got my... Envelopes there. Uh, James, take us some thank you note writing music, please. Thank you, pilgrims, for dressing like Tim Gunn handed you a bunch of belt buckles and said, make it work. <laughs> a hat with a buckle. A hat with a buckle, man. You don't know how big your hat is sometimes. You don't know. Sometimes you, you go outside, you go, man, I wish this hat was smaller. Buckle it up. <laughs> I love the thank you notes. That's one of the, one of the classic sketches of all time. And I, I love James on the piano. <laughs> the and you know, there. it just gets even better on Thanksgiving. It's like <laughs> double thank you. Um, and by the way, do you have a hat with a buckle? No, but I'm, I'm thinking I need one because, I mean, m- my head, it... <laughs> it expands and shrinks uh, with the seasons, really. <laughs> oh, so uh, later, later on in that, that clip, they actually they go to talk about Thanksgiving sandwiches. And I have to say, Thanksgiving sandwiches might be one of my favorite Thanksgiving traditions. Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving sandwiches are dumb. They're not dumb. They're I actually, dumb. you know, usually Meat I actually... Meatloaf sandwiches are great. <laughs> I usually make one that day. And everybody looks at me funny because they're like, no, these you? are leftovers. You're supposed to wait. Yeah. Um, you but, break all the rules with that. Yeah. Anyway. Um, and actually one year um, we had, okay. So we had turkey that I, we were eating. I'm not even kidding. A year later. I don't know what happened. I don't know how we got so much turkey. 
but turkey soup, turkey casseroles, it was nuts. Wow. Yeah. Wow, you're, not, you're not messing around at, at the Roberts household. Yeah. Well, not that year, at least. Oh. <laughs> so thankfulness, you know, does it mean you like it? That's a really good question. I've been thinking about that lately. I definitely did not like every bowl of turkey soup. They <laughs> 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 were not all created equally. Um, you know, and, but I, I do, I am thankful, you know, looking back, we actually had like a lot of meals out of that turkey and, you know, my brother and I, we also have some, some good jokes about it every now and then. Man, it's a gift that keeps on giving every year and it's funny every time. It is. It's good <laughs> stuff. But getting back to that idea of the thank you notes, it gets me thinking about coerced thankfulness. Mm. I mean, not too long ago, I was talking with this friend of mine and she said her grandma's birthday gifts were directly proportional to the thank you card you sent or didn't send for your Christmas gift. That's amazing. I mean, that takes some serious <laughs> thought. No Christmas thank you card, no birthday gift in the coming year. So big thank you, big thank you card at Christmas and a big birthday gift came that year. That's not teaching gratitude or generosity. That's quid pro quo. Once you figure out the pattern though, I mean, like five foot by five foot thank you cards, ship them to grandma. That's oh, some are, good Christmas presents in your future. Yeah, whatever works for you, yes, man. <laughs> um, but I think often about that idea of like being coerced to say thank you. I mean, I have a brother and sister, so I know quite a bit about that. And sometimes I was just told to say thank you or, you know, to be nice and I just didn't want to. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> it's like one of my kids, uh, they'll do something for the other and, and me saying, hey, go tell your sister thank you. Mm-mm. What if she's not thankful? What if the gesture by the one was completely manipulative? And it probably was. And what if the other girl just doesn't give a damn one way or another? Teaching thankfulness and gratitude as a way of life, it's beautiful and it's important. But wow, I have the sense that it can it can turn south in a hurry. Yeah, sometimes our thankfulness can be about obligation, like the thank you notes you're supposed to write. Um, but other times, someone can really surprise us with their thankfulness and actually kind of be over the top and way more than we'd ever expect. You were actually you were talking about this when we were preparing and thinking about this episode. Yeah, it was it was bizarre. This this trip we were talking about, uh, we went to Tanzania. I was part of a, when, when I lived in Chicago, I was part of a, get this, I was part of a community gospel choir. You keep saying that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm have, not sure yet. I have video evidence and, and actually we, we, we cut a CD. Wow. I mean, we were, we were kind of a big deal. <laughs> actually it was, it was actually one of the coolest things that I've been a part of. Actually, my wife and I were both a part of this, this community gospel choir and we had the opportunity to travel to Tanzania, Africa. Just a remarkable once-in-a-lifetime kind of a trip. We, we had to raise this dump truck full of money to go on the trip. Our fundraising efforts went so well that we actually raised more money than we needed. And like, when does that ever happen? But each person got an additional $500 to take a spending money. 500 bucks. Which coincidentally was about the same as the annual income of the average Tanzanian. $500. And we all have that in our pockets. Long story long, our choir was the guest of of churches all over the countryside, and they would host us with some of the best food and hospitality that that I'd ever seen. And one community was raising money to buy some bikes to help with their their neighborhood initiative. They were making a big plea to everyone who was gathered there, and they were going to take a collection, and they didn't want to trouble us as their guests. So he secretly passed a hat among us, uh, 
to raise some Tanzanian money in it. We surprised them as we presented the money at the end of, at the, end of the, the day. I'll never forget as my travel companion presented them with the equivalent of what was probably like 20 bucks, maybe 30 bucks. Everybody was so excited. But I was completely embarrassed by the meager gift. I was even a little bit ashamed. I mean, how could, how could we have just done so little? We all could have done so much better. They certainly weren't expecting a gift, but we were so stingy. Our gift wasn't the best gift that we could offer. We had such abundance. Everybody, everybody in our group had the annual wage in their pockets. And we were acting with such scarcity. But their response, man, that was over-the-top, unbridled, unhinged joy. You know, yeah, you probably could have given more money and, you know, others could have maybe too. And I'm sure that I unfortunately probably wouldn't have done much different if I was in the situation. But um, I think that story is a really good reminder that thankfulness doesn't have to be about what the gift is. Like you you still gave something. And for this group of people, it was a huge gift. Um you know, and, and the cool thing I think is that people can react in all sorts of ways to the gifts that we give and we don't necessarily get to decide how they respond. It's not really up to us. Once you give it, you kind of lose control of the thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think we've talked about it maybe on the podcast before, but you and I have definitely talked about this quote from Rob where he says, give the gift and surrender the consequences. And I just think that's such a good example of that, of that story. Yeah, it's absolutely one of my favorite quotes. Give, give the gift, surrender the consequences. Yeah, you don't get to control it. It's... It's not yours anymore if you're going to give it away, right? When I was in college, uh, I had this... Uh, here I go again with my overseas... <laughs> Did you like travel a lot or something? I, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to be a big show off here or something. <laughs> but uh, actually, when I was in college, I did have the opportunity to, to study overseas, uh, part of a t- different trip, as a matter of fact. And as part of my travels, I spent time in Palestine, Israel. At one point, I was the guest of a Palestinian family in Bethlehem. And seriously, in the history of my life... That was one of the top days, one of the most memorable times in in my life. And for so many reasons that we don't have time to get into right now. We should do an episode about travel there, though. Yeah. A fascinating place. And and you and I have both spent spent time on different trips Mm -hmm. and uh, actually a different kind of in different years. And everything shifts and changes Mm -hmm. so much over time there that, man, that would be a a fun conversation to have. But when I was... At this family's house in, in Bethlehem, they, they had a mom and a dad and an 18-year-old daughter, a 14-year-old son. And I noticed this daughter's necklace. It was very, very cool. It had a Palestinian flag on it, which at the time was illegal to even wear, illegal to display anything mm-hmm. with a Palestinian flag. I admired it. I told her I liked it. And then she took off the necklace and she gave it to me. Like just... Here you go. This is yours now. I said, man, that's a really cool necklace. She goes, you like it? I said, yeah. She goes, here. Hey, D- Dave, that's a really nice iPhone you have. Dude, I'm not Palestinian. <laughs> Just <I'm> not. <laughs> Step back, man. But I was, I was surprised by it. I, w- I was grateful, but just a little, little taken aback. Uh, later on on that day, the son was showing me some of the medals he won in basketball. He probably won five or six medals. I said something like, wow, man, that's great. Congrats. These medals are sweet. <laughs> and then he gave them to me. Like I really Twice? Two, two times? Two different people. Two different people. I'm a slow learner. <laughs> I mean, I really, really didn't want his medals. Legitimately did not want them. He won them. He earned them. They were his. 
But this guy was not taking no for an answer. Again, you know it, man. I, I am not the brightest bulb in the box here. <laughs> I, I, I comment on stuff that I see. I, I talk. I remark. I ask questions. I compliment. It's just how I interact with the world. Later on, I'm eating dinner with a family, and I, I did it again. I noticed an impressive piece of art on the wall. It was like sculpted metal. It was unique. It's like nothing that I'd ever seen before. <laughs> and I'm like, "Hey, man, that is beautiful. What is the story behind that art?" <laughs> and then they asked if I wanted it. <laughs> is that in your house now, or how did this go? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean. It was hard getting it through security at the airport, but eventually <laughs> we, we got it through the little machine, right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I eventually talked with them about the obvious cultural gap that we were dealing with, but the son still wouldn't take <laughs> back his basketball medals. That's awesome. Oh. I guess I was giving the gift of, of noticing nice things that they had, admiring the beauty and the uniqueness of, a, of it all. And in response, they didn't say thank you. They just gave me whatever I was noticing. Yes, on some level, it's cultural miscommunication. But I think there's something more at play here. Yeah, I think maybe that's a little bit about just how we receive gifts differently. First of all, you know, different cultures have different practices. But sometimes I think, especially, and I, I find myself in this situation a little bit, and, and maybe a little bit of our culture uh, in the United States, um, sometimes we can be really uncomfortable when we receive gifts or we're not sure how to, you know, take a compliment. Um, mm -hmm. It's definitely something that, that I've learned. Um, and I've definitely had my share of uh, not receiving gifts. Well, um, <laughs> I actually have told this story probably three times in the last couple of weeks, which is really funny to me, but exercising some demons are <laughs> maybe. Uh, yeah. When I'm in therapy later, I'll probably <laughs> tell this story again too. But um, so when I was younger, I can't remember how old I was, but it was my birthday and I was so excited because the only gift that I wanted mm -hmm. was a PlayStation. The first original <laughs> PlayStation had just come out and I was so excited and I knew that's what my parents were going to get me. And in the morning before I went to school, I came out and there was a, a box on the table and I shook it and I couldn't quite figure out what was in it, but I was like... It's got to be a PlayStation because that's the only thing I want. It's the only thing on my list. And then you went to school all day <laughs> telling everybody that you were getting a PlayStation. Yeah. And turns out when I got home and everybody came over for my birthday celebration, I opened up said box <laughs> and it was full of rocks and sticks and grass clippings. That's fantastic. And I lost it. I was a miserable, <laughs> horrible mess. And like everyone felt awful. And obviously, you know, my mom had just decided like, well, I'm going to put this on the table because if I put an actual PlayStation out there, you know, right, he's going to know right. what it is. Right. Um, so I feel really dumb about it looking back, but sometimes we're just not good at <laughs> <laughs> receiving gifts and sometimes people mess with you. But I think a lot of times we're just not really on top of our game. Maybe not your best moment. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> So thankfulness and receiving a gift, it's a learned enterprise. And I'm pretty sure that my, my Palestinian friends had to learn in their cultural context, and we learn it in ours. And I remember back in the day on Christmas when I opened presents and there were toys, like especially Star Wars toys. Awesome. But when I, when I opened up clothes, I remember one time just chucking it over my shoulder and reaching for the next gift. Let's just say my, my parents, they used that as a teachable moment. <laughs> And also, you know, when I have kids, had kids of my own, you know, I did this, the exact same thing with them. 
we teach how to receive with open hands and with gratitude. Yeah, you know, we've bought gifts for nieces and nephews and kids of friends, and we have seen so many times the exact same reaction, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. Um, and if we're being honest, I've totally opened the card and snatched up the cash before I actually read what was in the card too. So, I mean, I think we all have our, have our moments, but I've also, you know, now kind of been on the other side of that gift giving and being on the other side of that makes me want to respond better. It makes me Mm -hmm. want to be more thankful. And I think a lot of it is that perspective and actually makes me wonder, you know, how much can we actually practice thankfulness? It's a good question. I mean, can you practice thankfulness? Can you Think yourself into being content and thankful for what you have. So I have this friend, Pete, and he used to be our, our neighbor, uh, I don't know, years ago. And my wife and I got to be friends with him and we'd be hanging out, maybe having a barbecue or going for a walk or we'd be doing stuff. And then Pete would inevitably say, hey, everybody stop, just stop, stop. Look around, look at this, look at the sky, look at that tree over there. Think about this time we have right now. Isn't this great? Isn't this just the greatest thing ever? And he, he would just point out the extraordinary in the ordinary. He'd make all of time come to a, just a complete standstill just to appreciate the moment and the place that we were, even though I, I was eating a hot dog in his backyard. <laughs> I was having a Diet Coke. I, there, there, I have things to do later on. There was nothing in, you know, nothing totally special about the thing, but everything was special about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, he was able to point that out. Yeah, maybe he was onto something. I think a lot of being thankful is probably just being aware. And it actually turns out there's uh, there's actually a decent amount of medical and scientific research that supports mm. this. So I was just reading this article not too long ago um, from ABC News, and it was about thankfulness and kind of what that does to us. Uh, it was kind of talking about the way that we evolved and and how that makes us avoid threats. And if there's something good, if there's a reward out there, uh, try to get to it and have more of it. But what the article also said was that we can't really quite feel those rewards or threats unless we focus and put our attention on them. So it's kind of like, you know, the more that you're aware of the things that you could be thankful for, the the more thankful you are. Um, but the interesting, most interesting thing, I think, to me about this article was it quotes a doctor from Duke University Medical Center. And he says that if thankfulness were a drug... It would be the world's best-selling product with a health maintenance indication for every major organ system. So basically, like, every part of your body becomes healthier by being thankful. It's a complete physical response to uh, to gratitude. Yeah, which is really amazing when you think about, mm. you know, I, I think I just know, you know, people who always seem to be happy, always seem to be thankful for what they have. And it seems like that kind of makes sense. You know, those people just seem to be doing well. It's infectious and and they, yeah, you're right. They do seem... They do seem uh, healthier, and I think about the the opposite of that: this bitter, pinched mm-hmm. up, uh, kind of bent over <laughs> type of a person right. who's just kind of angry at the world, and mm-hmm. and uh, almost uh, as if the world owes you know him a favor. Yeah. Well, the good the good thing though, uh, they talked about this three blessings exercise. Um, so you can actually do something about that. You know, you can actually change that. And they said each night before going to bed, write down three good things that happened to you during the day. And they said after a week straight, it can increase happiness and decrease depressive symptoms for up to six months. Six months. For a week of like writing down being thankful. Man, I, I, that'll get me through the winter. I mean, that's that, that's mostly what I need. <laughs> I know. I think I might have come <laughs> come upon this article at just the right time. Wow. Wow. That's, yeah. that's amazing. You know, it seems like thankfulness is good medicine and and we can overcomplicate things sometimes when it's really 
at its core, it's about changing habits and the way that we interact with the world in intentional, but but really simple ways. Mm-hmm, exactly. And I think it really is important to point out that, that those simple things are important. Um, I remember uh, in high school and college in the summers, I worked in, in the kitchen at a summer camp uh, in my hometown and my boss and, and good friend of mine now, um, he was, you know, he let us get away with all sorts of things and we had a good time. But the one thing that he was really specific about was if we were out serving a meal to campers, mm. um, you know, we'd put the food on their plate and they'd say, thank you. And we'd say, yep. Or no problem. <laughs> and he would, every time he'd come behind us and he'd say, no, that's not an actual response. You need to say, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, whatever, I kind of, I did it, but I kind of laughed it off. I was like, oh, they know what I mean, you know, but I think I noticed something in that. And what I realized was that he was pointing out, you know, it's these little things that actually matter. It's the way that you respond. It's showing that, that gratitude and connecting with someone that, actually ends up making the big difference. And, um, and as I've kind of thought about that over the years, it's actually helped me change my patterns at, you know, grocery stores or restaurants when I'm just kind of making that small talk. And, uh, instead of kind of going through the checkout line and, you know, head down, put the card in the little thing and keep moving and pretend they mm-hmm. didn't exist. Um, you know, just kind of interacting with people and approaching that a little differently. Yeah. As you said, the little things make, make all the, the big difference. And as you said, the little things make a big difference. And that gets actually gets me back to the idea of the thank you notes. Maybe they aren't all that bad. They're just one of the things, one of the tools in the toolbox that we can use to show our gratitude. They can help us pay attention. Yeah, and and if thankfulness is about, you know, how I react to the world, I think I want to be more thankful. I want to be more aware of those gifts. Um, I don't want to be the the bitter old guy who complains about everything. I mean, maybe just a few things. Just a few. Just yeah. the kids on your on your lawn, <laughs> yeah. right? So whether it's, you know, something like the three blessings exercise or it's, you know, take 30 minutes and write down what you're thankful for. Maybe we can leverage some of those practices and think about Thanksgiving as more than just a one-time holiday, um, but instead learn a little bit about this day and practice that thankfulness. More and more, it feels like thankfulness is a practice. It's a way of life. But what do we do in times when we aren't thankful? How do we respond then? It was about seven years ago when my dad died unexpectedly, a couple weeks before Thanksgiving. Culturally, everyone was talking about all that they were thankful for. And really, I wasn't thankful for all that much, especially in that moment. It was around that time that I reread a part of a letter written by one of the very first Christians. In the letter, he covers a lot of ground, but as he draws it to a close, he starts giving a lot of parting wisdom and advice. One of the things he writes is that we are to give thanks in all circumstances. Now, over the years, I've heard people quote that back to me and say, well, the Bible says you should be thankful for all things. And I remember thinking, you know, that's crap. There is a lot that I am not thankful for. And frankly, there's a lot that I I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But that's not what this letter suggests. It says, Be thankful in all things, not for all things. There's a difference. Thankfulness and gratitude is a way of life. There are things that we are not at all thankful for and never will be thankful for. But as I sat around the Thanksgiving table with my family seven years ago, I was thankful for my community that cared for me, raked my leaves, brought me dinner, watched my kids as we figured out how life was to be lived. 
I was thankful for my brothers and my mom. I was thankful for my dad and the time that we had together. I was thankful for the food in front of me and the house around me and on and on and on. I was thankful in this time, not for this time. There's a profound and striking difference. How can thankfulness become more and more a way of life, a practice? How can we be thankful in all things and not for all things? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. To stay up to date with all the things going on in the Sandbox, follow us on Facebook and Twitter or sign up for our mailing list at sandboxcooperative.com. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. So let us know what you think about the podcast. And if you'd like, rate and review us on iTunes and join us in the conversation. And as always, be sure to share this podcast with someone who might like it, because there's always more room in the sandbox. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Please watch your step as you exit the sandbox. 